Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP, the Sex Actually podcast. As always, it is your host, Dave Neal, joined by my co-host on this episode, Tasha Corney, also my Valentine. Happy Valentine's Day, Tasha! It's a few days before Valentine's Day, so we're not quite in the mood yet, but we're getting there. This is our Valentine's Day episode, and it's a special one. We're joined by special guest Cora Boyd. Cora is an attraction and relationship coach coming all, coming all the way from the Northwest. She's here in Los Angeles for a few days, and we decided to have a chat with her. And it's a great chat. We learned so much about um, attraction, attraction in general, and just be be you know being uh, the the most attractive version of yourself that's kind of what we need when we're trying to find a partner right we're not trying to be the lousy version of ourselves we're trying to show it off we're trying to wash the car before we sell it on craigslist you know what i mean is that a stupid analogy maybe if you're new to the podcast get used to it this is what we do it's an open-ended conversation um we've had 370 plus episodes of talks with other comedians self-help gurus, dating experts, and friends just talking about our love lives, communication, the love languages, trying to be the best version of ourselves. That's what we're all about. So if you're new to us, welcome. We hope you enjoy. Um, my, my suggestion to you, if you need to catch up on old episodes, is just scroll down the list and find a title that looks like it jumps out to you. That's all I can say to you. Some people start from the beginning. Shout out to Ryan. Thank you for starting at the beginning. Are you caught up yet? You're listening to five hours a week. I mean, boy, you might be sick of us by now, but it's all free content. And we appreciate you guys being out there for us. If you want more, if you can't get enough, we have a Patreon. This is our one-year anniversary of the Patreon. We started it last Valentine's Day when we were snowed in in Lake Tahoe. This is uh, one year. We've been doing this amazing Patreon. We've had um, some really loyal, awesome supporters. We thank you guys so much. If you don't know what Patreon is and you hear me keep on talking about it, Patreon is a private membership-only community where I can create more content for people that want to pay for it. It's uh, your your investing in our sanity. You're helping us uh, get new gear and putting a little uh, bread in the old tip jar, if you will. And um, and we don't let you down. We've done uh, three to four episodes a month. So that's like about four hours of extra content a month. Solo episodes, group episodes, car cast episodes, st- live stand-up shows. It's a ton of stuff out there. So you're going to get your money's worth. There's different uh, membership levels ranging from $5, $8, $12, and even $50. Shout out to Rainer. He was our $50 member. When you do the $50, you get a box of our homemade soap and um, Rainer. Um, actually, Rainer's going to be in town. He's from Austria, and he's going to be in town for the Mimosa Stand-Up Show, which is February 22nd. So if you're listening to this, mark it in your calendar. I had to push it back a week. Uh, so it's not February 15th. It's February 22nd at noon in Los Angeles. We have a Mimosa Stand-Up Show. It's a free show, free mimosas. Bring your one-night stand. Bring your long-term partner. Come alone. Meet somebody. It's uh, Somebody's going to get laid out there. And uh, come here some very funny stand-up comedians that you've heard here on the SAP podcast um, talk about their dating and love lives. Uh, Without further ado, here is our chat with Cora Boyd. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP. As always, it is your boy Dave Neal with Tasha Corny and Cora Boyd. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming here today. Thanks for having me. Now, I want to I update everyone as to how we got you into the seat. I watched a video that you starred in called, it was about guessing who has slept together and you had what, 10 or 12 people? Yeah, 10. 10. And then you were able to, was that true? You were able to just pull 
each, you know, just vibes and out. <laughs> yeah. Were you so nervous the whole time? Yeah. Thinking honestly, like everyone's going to judge my credibility mm-hmm. based on how yeah. many of these pairs I can match. Yeah, I really was. Um, especially because I, I had gotten the invitation to do it and I, I didn't really think it through. I actually like, I didn't realize also that it was such a big platform. And then, um, I like it was like noon on a Sunday and I had actually been out the entire weekend. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that worked in my favor. Calibrations might be off. You didn't know. Boy, it really took some intuition by you because you were like, really? I mean, they did a good job of filming it. I just, we just watched it and it had like 18 million views. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen it, but it was like, you were kind of just like vibing them out and like, maybe, maybe not. Like what was going through your head kind of picking all, picking up on all that? Yeah. Um, a lot of different things. I think like a lot of it's intuition, which is really just, yeah, the ability to infer a lot of information based on small indicators. Um, it's also just that I've done it so much. I've been on the phone and like been in person with so many people um, kind of like sussing their patterns and their energy and like their behaviors and the subtleties of it all. So partially experience and then... Um, yeah, I mean, I was picking up on just like their body language with each other and uh, what I kind of assumptions I was making about who they were based on how they were presenting themselves and like how that might be compatible with other people in the lineup. Um, Do you ever like turn your intuition down? Do you ever like <laughs> in, in hindsight, like, damn, I should have listened to myself there. Yeah. And is it easier <laughs> to see it with others versus when you're in it yourself? Like, is, like yeah. as a third party, is that easier mm-hmm. to pick up? So I think... Uh, what's interesting is that like yeah when you have a strong intuition you you learn to trust it more but like oftentimes you don't really know why you know something right like you're like no that's that but like when you're asked to break it down it's like i, I don't know how i know that it's just yeah like, it's not really explicable yeah. you see like mm-hmm. how, it's how you know when someone's looking at you when yeah, you have no you reason it. to know yeah. that someone's looking at you exactly but you turn around and there's three dudes staring you're like oh <laughs> okay i guess my intuit yeah. my whatever you sense yeah the i spider. have the opposite where i'll be like those ladies are checking me out and then i'll start <laughs> waving and then they run past me and they're just like late for soccer practice or something i'm like oh i thought i was i just like i'll get in the way of somebody's case oh, yeah. looking at me yeah you know so so in and you're primarily a matchmaker more so than a relationship coach. So I used to be a matchmaker. That's how I got into it. Gotcha. Um, so I'm, I'm now a, I'm a re- calling myself a relationship advisor. Okay. <laughs> um, so like long story short, kind of what the path has looked like. I was a matchmaker for a couple years um, for a national company. So in that time, I worked with clients one-on-one and really got to know them, what they were looking for dating-wise, et cetera. Um, and then I would interview prospects on their behalf and create introductions for them. Um, so through that, I just, re- I got to talk to so many people. <laughs> I got to talk to so many people and just really like plug into what some of the patterns were, like what some of the problems are, like why so many people hate dating right now. Um, and just like how we're interacting with technology, how like the shifting gender politics is affecting um, dating and... Um, is it? I didn't know. I mm. haven't heard anything. Well, <laughs> like yeah, the world's think, on fire. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, how long have you all been together? Uh, two weeks, actually. Just now, we've been um, <laughs> put on the spot. It's, it's going on. We're about to hit our six years, and we got engaged just a few months ago. So Thank our you. listeners so have been along for a long ride. Yeah. Yeah. They, if they're new to us, they can go all the way back to when we were actually friends when the yeah. podcast started. But yeah, um, yeah so, so it's been a while. It'd be interesting. Oh, I, wow. Wait, you were friends when you were doing the podcast? Well, not officially co hosts, but I just moved to LA, and then okay. we had Tasha on a few times as friends, and then people, and then we had actually it was like episode eight we had a comic bobby lee mm-hmm. tell me like dude you're in the friend zone get out whatever you know like <laughs> you, you no shot yeah. and that i remember that was the episode because it was like one episode later we were dating and i was like i guess yeah. he was wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no one's gonna believe that you that you have chemistry or, or no one's gonna no one no one believes in it unless you like i don't know like there's plenty of people that would have looked on paper and been like oh dude she's not into you at all but i was like well i thought so but there was blockages up and then i think we kind of yeah. I'm still waiting for her to fall for me, but one of these days. <laughs> would you agree that like I mean, um, people? Pe- I wouldn't have pegged us as like very. I he was in the friend zone because I just really didn't see relationship mm-hmm. potential there. I thought mm-hmm. he was more of a friend, yeah. but I don't know. He somehow convinced me. <laughs> he stuck around. Yeah, she think, says friend well, zone, but we we were all we were on our own path, and I don't want to you know I don't want listeners to to rip the cord out because they've heard the story so many times but um you know we just were doing our own thing and i was like why not it was kind of one of those like why not why aren't we going on a date yeah and then she responded to a text that would be weird i was like okay now it's weird but (laughs) But you got to get weird a little bit to be like let's just call it out i think we should go on a date yeah and i think as you get older and you go through more and more options just like you were saying you are helping people to sort of determine what their priorities are what Mm -hmm. they are really looking for sometimes unless you sit down and have that conversation with yourself or with someone else yeah i I think a lot of people don't necessarily know what's most important if they had to rank their priorities they Mm -hmm. wouldn't maybe know Mm -hmm. and i didn't know how important persistence was going to be for like someone else's persistence and commitment to a relationship was i wasn't that persistent come on (laughs) (laughs) you don't need to retell the stories but but, make it look like i was (laughs) but but you have been committed to our relationship from the beginning and that's the difference for me between I'm a very what do you call me counter dependent yeah she's and so if somebody else is like I'm done with this I'm like okay you know like okay <laughs> yeah. I, i'm not gonna put up a fight to try which, and make which it i work. see as yeah. her and I, I could be wrong but i see that as her sort of like fight or flight is more triggered to flight she's more like i can do it myself yeah. more i got to know her love her family but i'm like oh i totally see it yeah you know what i mean you'll just uh, we were we at home in her family's in kentucky we'll come home and then all of a sudden tasha runs in one direction crying and her sister runs the other way i'm like what just happened <laughs> like, like family you stick together with but you can fight and then not like make up and then a few weeks later you're talking right. again silently but, like, resent each other for the, <laughs> for the rest of your lives yeah. but, we, but we can't do that so for me it's like you you accept your family like they'll always be there for your flaws or whatever and but with Tasha I've kind of had to you know be like you know after some muddy fights or whatever be like no I'm still I I see past whatever that friction was because you know well your relationship is just a choice so Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to make that choice to to work through the ugly stuff if you want to stay together if you want to have a successful relationship you're gonna Mm -hmm. have to make the choice now did you did for so for matchmaking was that something you fell into or was it no it's something that i heard of and i was like what the fuck i need to do that so i definitely like intentionally sought it out you knew you would be good at it yeah i just i've always been really interested in social dynamics and like studied psychology a lot um independently and in school and um i was a 
creative writing major. Oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm like, you know, really interested in the human condition. <laughs> but, 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 but to be honest, and we talked yeah. about this beforehand, you're supposed to hate men. Creative writing major. I mean, that's, <laughs> I thought, isn't that like. Wh- Why would you say that? Be, but for you to be a, um, um, not just a match, matchmaker, but for like give advice to men, that's very much like, so because we have friends that like were like worked in the pickup world, you know, mm-hmm. like sort of. Yeah, like because it, the way that they introduced you in the video mm-hmm. on the cut yeah. was that you are a men's dating coach or maybe you introduced yourself that way mm -hmm. yeah so that is what i've been doing since the matchmaking then i've been working with men i'm still working with men and i'm expanding to work with women and couples too and working with men in relationships and basically like working with whoever the fuck resonates with me and who Uh i want to work with too um with a specialization in men so i have been exclusively working with men for the last like year and a half and now i'm I'm opening up a little bit. Exciting. Now, are men yeah. more willing? I know men are men can. We're obviously generalizing a lot here, but men men have a sort of uh, purchasing power when it comes to wanting to get laid or be in like long term relationships. Men are buying, you know, uh, uh, on a full spectrum from from mail order brides to the call the the minute um, phone sex operators. Men are spending money trying to find intimacy and love, even though they don't really know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. is it just a bigger market for men? To, because for women. Maybe yeah. they have their maybe they have their girlfriends they can talk exactly. to. Yeah, so that's really like what you're hitting on is really what I started to identify at while I was a matchmaker. I'm like, yo, there are so many dudes out here who just really want a genuine connection and like not very many resources to help them develop the skills to make that happen. Like communication skills, actually like strategy on like how to connect with women. <laughs> Spoiler alert, like, <laughs> like people, you know, like, but there, I was seeing that too. And like how, yeah, there's a huge need and most of the resources that are available are like, yeah, pickup artist um, community, which, uh, you Can know, be a little is, toxic. is fraught with a lot of toxicity and then it is also, it's not a long-term solution, right? Exactly. Like and all the bullshit of it aside, you know, and, and there's certain th- parts of it that like are effective for a reason. Cause they're like manipulating certain social dynamics, right. right. Um, and certain power dynamics. Uh, but it's it's to get laid and you see like i don't know if y'all read the game right yeah, of course of, yeah, course, of course right <laughs> um but that author was fucked yeah you know he what i actually ran into him in a bar in new orleans like a oh, just really? like a really scuzzy dive bar at like 3 a.m one time who's and the author neil strauss okay yeah. he was like a was he writing for gq or mm-hmm. what was it in yeah them? he's he he's a journalist he's a, a really Stone. smart dude yeah. yeah he's a really smart dude um and yeah, you know, it was, I guess it was such a scene, but really like you see in that book, how all these dudes would, they got really depressed because they were, they were playing the, this game where like, yeah, they could get a woman to sleep with them. But like when the performance is over and like all their tricks are, it's like, whoa, what next? Right. Like yeah. you've been together for six years. You know that like at a certain point you got, you can't it perform forever. Mm-hmm. Right. We, um, it's it's interesting because it's like it's like with stand up comedy it's that yeah. performance high you're you're getting this crazy performance totally. high it's the same thing when you're getting laid or even the thought of I mean I got that feeling when I when I convinced a producer to read my script I was like <laughs> I haven't felt like this since I was you know hooking up with somebody new right, <laughs> like, right. it's, it's a novelty <laughs> like buzz yeah how totally. Hollywood is that there was like oh, you read my script and it felt like I was getting laid I was like yeah <laughs> put that notch on the belt yeah uh, but it's that it's that like a drug that that dopamine or that adrenaline whatever it is it's a drug and if you're just doing it trying to bang you're filling that void on such a short term it can't last more than a day you know right, and then- exactly and then what you feel even more worthless because you're like oh 
like you're not being an in integrity, right? Like you're able to like have this facade of this ladies man dude, but like you don't have the confidence, the like longevity, the sustained confidence to like for an actual relationship. And like mm-hmm. the reason why a lot of guys are so attracted to that sphere is like they want to learn how to get a girlfriend. Right? right yeah um, they're really looking for a deeper connection they want they're a deeper not just connection. looking to get laid right and, and so want, you wake up the next right. morning and you still don't have a girlfriend mm-hmm, exactly and or you might but like a fake version of you has a girlfriend yeah <laughs> right yeah then you gotta um, put on that fur coat and pretend to be right continue and peacock <laughs> all day long yeah. peacocking's exhausting yeah. you're like i'm sick of making fun of your haircut yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly I'm, I'm sick of nagging you constantly i i always think i'm too nice to tasha because i'm just like i'm really nice to you but then again i also don't realize when i am being a dick because sometimes uh, yeah. like the comic in me will just make fun of her never yeah. in like a physical way but you know i'll right. make fun of you know whatever right whatever she's sleeps weird on the couch she passes right. out a second into the netflix show i'm always yeah. just we're kind of but it's like that's that to me is how I've, i i remember growing up seeing my uncle craig be kind of that way with his his um his wife and and my my mom was never like i never saw that in other parts of my family that like sort of charm but sort of like mm-hmm. friction but fun like there's like a trustworthiness but i you know I'm guilty of crossing the line sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. that came out wrong. I was trying to be totally. nice to you because I love you, but yeah. I called you something weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you're, we're, like as a guy, you're constantly going through filters of like what you should say, what you shouldn't say, but also not being just like, lovey, like, t- like too lovey-dovey. You know what I mean? In the sense but where you're like- you're right that men don't really- learn that and that's what we're mm-hmm. discovering with this whole like toxic masculinity thing it's just yeah. like dudes can't just call up their dude friends and be right. like yo how do i genuinely tell this girl how i feel <laughs> right. like or like they can but they have not been socialized to right and and also like women are just socialized or they're we're rewarded for social intelligence more right mm-hmm. so like men are perfectly capable of empathy social intelligence compassion ex- whatever they but like what we're saying is like they're they're rewarded for different things and also like uh they are discouraged growing up from like showing vulnerability or sensitivity or feelings right which is not it's not good for anyone yeah it's really not i've been very lucky because yeah. while while i've done all the research and all this i was still raised as such a softy by like sing, single mom you know so like i never had anyone trying to tell me to like act tough or act like I'm, yeah. i mean i could have probably used a little bit more i mean <laughs> crying just watching you know adam sandler movies and i'm like <laughs> what is wrong with me you realize as an adult when you start crying not even in a sad way but you just you'll just like get triggered by something emotional and you're like well mm-hmm. i gotta unpack some of that right luggage from my drawer <laughs> yeah. and i think that that um brings me to a, a point that i was thinking about as y'all were talking about um just like your relationship and like family patterns and stuff is that like relationships trigger your shit they do and that's part of what's so cool about them is like that's what i see them as such a like playground for growth is that like if you go into a relationship, like you're the the shit pot is going to get stirred and 100%. like you're going to have a f- to figure out a way, a way to deal with that because like they're going to do this thing that like reminds you of blah, blah, blah and your ex-boyfriend or like your mom or whatever and you're going to get like really reactive about it and like you know it's it's all part of learning out, and growing right, right. if you had a relationship that didn't have mm-hmm. those things exactly. i would say it's not a real real you know, exactly it, like yeah. what's the point right and then you have to work through that to be able to like communicate to someone else like hey i didn't mean that thing i said or like <laughs> whatever i did however i reacted to that i I was having a response related to something completely different. I'm actually really sensitive about that because X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. But like you can't have a relationship and not do introspection 
And I think a lot of introspection is it's really fucking uncomfortable, right? Like you have to like it's dance ugly. with your demons a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you hold up the mirror to yourself. Right, and all not those a pretty, totally. never, never pretty. Right now, now, so what? Have you sort of noticed any trends with the men that you've worked with or from matchmaking that mm-hmm. are like, if we could just solve these easy things, then we can get to like a neutral place to start? Because, yeah. because you know, when you want to introduce a guy to a woman yeah. in, in their best state, that yeah. way they'll, be, they'll have that higher level, they'll, you know, right. you'll get you the better version. Right, you put your best foot forward. Now, so, so how can men do that? Like, what are yeah. what, what are the big things that you're like, Geez, So, you know what? My, my response to that, I could answer that question in a few different ways. My response to that is like, kind of going off of what we were just saying and it's a little bit like there are various nuances of it. I really think one of the biggest problems in dating right now is, um, or just relationships at large. Um, we're trying to avoid discomfort because we have such a like instant gratification culture now in so many ways. We're used to just like things being easy and things like wah, wah, just order it and whatever. Um, that's my impression of all of humanity. Everybody got it. You know what I'm talking about. You're speaking Tasha's language. (laughs) But um, as I was just saying, with with relationships, with with dating, and like in long term relationships, like friendships, whatever, whatever kind of relationship. Also, just if you want to grow as a human, you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. Um, and. What's interesting with on, what online dating presents, and I think that like our dating culture right now is it's really influenced by how we're responding to the digital tools, which, you know, they're tools. You can totally meet people through them. But I have concerns about um, some of the psychological effects, like on a broader scale. I think what it what it presents of like swiping things like Tinder and mm-hmm, Bumble, the convenience of it uh-huh. um, and the the lack of like risk. You know, of like, oh, yeah, we both you're not really that invested in that dynamic because you didn't have that moment where like you're like, hey, you took the risk with Tasha. Right. Like you're like, yo, I like we're friends. We have an established relationship. Like I'm going to take a little bit of a risk and be like, yeah, you think you might be into something more. Right. Like that was a risk. The risk and discomfort are like inherent to dating and relationships. There was a lot of discomfort there. Yeah. That was a very yeah. high, high discomfort level yeah. thing to do. Totally. But also, yeah, because because we, because we I had something to lose, I was sort of willing to fight a little bit harder early yeah. on when we probably had some of our worst random fights were early on. I was like, yeah. what do we even, what is this? But that's yeah. exactly, I mean, not only getting into a relationship, but mm-hmm. keeping and growing a relationship requires right. discomfort because you can't just sweep all your problems under the rug no. and yeah. expect that like it's going to vibe. Right, right. Absolutely not. So how important is physical attraction in your job of what you do? Well, I think physical attraction is hugely important, right? Like, um, and and there's a lot more to attraction than just the visual element. But that, of course, it matters. Like, (laughs) we could be like, oh, you know, but it matters. So it wouldn't be crazy to then say to your clients, hey, I mean, not that you would need to say this to them. Mm-hmm. They're paying you. You probably don't want to insult them. But you yeah. say, hey, you got you to make yourself the better version of you. Yeah. You know, like how important is it to like, you know, be pursuing your passions and pursuing a healthy body and a healthy mindset yeah. so you can present that to somebody else? Uh-huh. Like it's just a law of attraction. You're just going to yeah. get whatever if you're, you know, not not to say that there's anything wrong with um, someone's, someone where they are physically, but you just, you should really take care of yourself first yeah. right before you're even trying to meet someone of your dreams mm-hmm. yeah it's both and that it absolutely does matter and, and also like they pay me to be honest with them so like i 
And I, I'm also not there to break them down. I'll be honest in a way that's constructive. But like, if I see very blatantly that some like can see what the issue is, like I tell them, right? Um, and it, I mean, it's a confidence thing, right? You feel better about yourself when you're taking care of yourself physically. Yeah. Right? I mean, Whatever that means. And that means different things for different people. There are different standards. And again, like attraction, it's subjective. It's about a lot more than just the looks, the visual element that matters. But it's also, um, you know, it's, uh, it's intrigue. It's like being passionate about things. It's about being engaged in life. It's about like an element of surprise, right? Um, I, um, so much more. you mentioned pheromones yeah. in the cuts <laughs> video, which is uh, like, I've always found pheromones so interesting. I think that I read somewhere and correct me if I'm wrong, if you know anything about this, but that part of like how you, you are pheromones and you're attracted to someone else's sort of smell yeah. is a bacterial thing. Really? Yeah. I feel like I read this. This was ages ago. I'm yeah. not even going to try and quote any stats. Um, but yeah, somebody said that like, it's partly like when someone smells good to you, it's because like, you know that they're not going to give you any oh, sort of diseases yes. or like, you know, yes. if someone has bad breath and you're like, I don't need your gingivitis. So right. like, you know, it's part of that's part yes, of it. Yes. I've heard that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking so about. So when, so what's the full, the big picture with you, with your work with your clients? Are mm -hmm. a lot of them looking for marriage? Is that mm -hmm. something you just say, hey, like, are you are you better at getting them kind of going on the training wheels versus mm -hmm. like the long term commitment? Where mm -hmm. like where where do you stand in helping them? Yeah, so I work with people at like at various stages in the process, and that's something I'm opening up to more and more, just because I, like as we're talking about here, as you know, right, like just. Just because you get into a relationship, it's not like, okay, cool, <laughs> we're done here. You yeah. know, like it's a, a relationship. It's a living organism that you have to like invest to in on a constant mm -hmm. basis. You have to cultivate. You have to like show up for it. Um, so I definitely work with people in relationships. And um, that's not something I was marketing to uh, initially, uh, but that's something that's just kind of happened or I'll work with someone, they're single for a while, then they get into a relationship while we're working together. And then we're talking, then they're like, shit, now like, you know, all these other problems. And when I say problems, I use that in a really positive way with my clients. Cause and I'm challenges. like, you need a challenge. Mm -hmm. We need challenges to feel engaged. Like there's always going to be a challenge. It's just like, what is the quality of your challenges? Like if the quality of your challenge currently is like, you're in a new relationship and you're figuring out how much alone time you need and how much uh, like time together you need and you're overdoing it because you have that new relationship energy and you're staying up till 4am all that you know like yeah. that's a really high quality problem to have but it's still something to if you want to build something that's sustainable at a certain point you're gonna have to like navigate <laughs> and and be like what do we want to build here um now, so do you do you think in the, just the last couple of years with yeah. how open, you know, we've all been in society talking about, um, you know, not just consent, but getting the right vibes? Because it, it yeah. seems like what most people say is it's it's just more about being like common sense vibes. But do you yeah. find your do you find the men trying to like ask you if they're doing something wrong or yeah, vibing time. out? Yeah, all the time. And I, I think also that makes me that's part of why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing and like the space I'm creating and the conversations I'm um participating in is because like we need to talk about like you don't just know how to do something if no one's ever told you yeah right? you don't know what you don't know you don't know what you don't know so like if we want 
dudes to if we want to like have everyone understand the nuances of the nose and like what consent really is we need to have resources where people can go to understand that and um, usually if you have to even question it you're probably in the and on the mm-hmm. side of you don't have consent and, you yeah know, yeah exactly. like, I wonder. so something i i just tell them in every at like every juncture is you want to allow space for reciprocity right like you can make the move you can suggest the thing you can whatever but like allow that space for her to meet you there right and like reciprocity it's like hit exactly and it's so important too because what what's happening there is like she's also opting in right like you want to allow the space for people to opt in right yeah and that's where that's where it becomes interesting because they always say you know it, historically the man's got to make the first move mm-hmm. but also a man makes a move when he knows you know for the most part that it's going to be well received because yeah. that's a big deal to make a move to a guy i mean that's nerve-wracking from the first school dance we've ever been to yeah when celine dion comes on you're like i guess i'm gonna start and your buddies push you out and you're like ah, i hate myself <laughs> and then yes girl dance and sometimes she'll say yeah. yes but her friends cut you go like that yeah. and you go in the, there's, so there's from the beginning of time we're, we're still yeah. trying to figure out like uh, is this the moment because totally. there's nothing worse which has happened twice with tasha yeah. before we dated where yeah. i thought we were in the kiss mode and right. she was like what <laughs> yeah totally and i honestly think that is something that a lot of women don't realize is that like historically there's a lot of pressure just in general a lot of pressure on men to perform like this is like the other side of the coin of you know all we're talking about with you know patriarchy oppression like toxic masculinity right like what it's just so much pressure on dudes to perform and and um getting validation from performance means you can never relax (laughs) because you have to prove yourself by like performing every day right it's like it's like national geographic out there <laughs> with like the killer be killed because i've been yeah. on dates before where yeah. other dudes have slipped like numbers oh to the girl God. as she goes to the yeah. bathroom and i'm like what was that right what and you're, you're like and it's, in your, it's, in, and it's in your pocket now you can't even throw it out I'm like, and that's like wow yeah. and, and then if the if she's not in the right headspace she's gonna be thinking about that other guy because i can't because i'm telling her some dumb story about you know my college days and yeah. she's like oh, i wonder what that other guy's up to right. but it's like if you're just the nice guy and i don't mean that like every you should be nice it's a weird term than not, not being the nice guy but if you're mm-hmm. just a nice guy you might be seen as somebody who's like not gonna fight mm-hmm. for the lady mm-hmm. versus a guy who's willing to go that extra little bit and mm-hmm. put him out there that's the guy I who think, gets a reward right, and and really what it is is it's just showing up for what you want right and like allowing people to reciprocate if if they want to reciprocate and if they don't like that's sex but your job is to just keep showing up for and being upfront about like going for what you want right not at the expense of other people right but um but it's important to mm-hmm. get in the habit in the practice of putting yourself out there yeah. uh, because that's going to happen in relationships and in every other yeah. aspect of your life for the rest of your life totally and um i had a friend tell me something that his dad told him mm-hmm. when he was a kid like uh just just ask the girl just ask her mm-hmm. because if she says no you're nowhere worse off yeah. than you are right now right she's if you it's don't ask annoying. she's already said no right and you're you probably ask, impressive that you're chance. that confident mm-hmm. you know that's impressive yeah and also what it does is like you build the confidence when you do i i would say that like for myself as an entrepreneur um i just see i see so many similarities between entrepreneurship or like you know being a comedian you have to go advocate for yourself all yeah. the time you have to show up you have to like get on stage and fuck up sometimes and like um 
it's the same thing with dating. It's like, you're gonna fuck up. You're gonna have awkward moments. You're gonna... Like, Every sports quote you can think of. Right. That you miss 100% of the shots. You know, you're they, guaranteed right? to fail. They have a, that, that's in as, as bad <laughs> but as... it's true. You know? you know, the whole like... Yeah. Um, and, and what I guess what we're really focusing now on, on now is the icebreaker. And mm-hmm. that's that moment where like somebody tries to shoot their shot. We've Every guy listening has been on the subway, mm-hmm. made eye contact with somebody during mm-hmm. the sunset. And you're just like, wow, this feels like a rom-com. And then yeah. you watch them get off the next exit. And you're like, ah, right, right. even though that's probably the worst place mm-hmm. to meet someone. You know what it is? Is it's, uh, and this is what I tell my clients too. I'm like, the, the that fear of rejection is because we create crazy stakes in our head where we're like, the two possible outcomes are of this are like we, you know, meet on the subway and like kiss in the sunset and like get married and get a like cabin and veil and like it's amazing. Or she like publicly humiliates me in front of the masses, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it really not anywhere like, in between. Right, it's really and most of the time when you just open it up as like you're being a friendly person towards another friendly person. What I say to clients too is like, don't flirt until there's a connection. Cause then, then she's just like, come on. Like you, like I could be any, you don't know shit about me. Like, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, you know, you're intrigued, you know, you're visually attracted, you know, you're curious, you know, you want to more, um, you know that you want to know more, but like, just start with like, get rid of the stakes and like put a little feeler out there. That's just like an invitation. Hey, like that's a great idea. I'm open to connect. Cause those stakes, they're, they're not really there. Well, there's, they're expectations. They're expectations. You need to yeah. let go of your expectations. They're yeah. unrealistic one most of the time, but like yeah. what a beautiful place to come from. And, and it, it makes it so much more casual mm-hmm. and easy. It's just totally. like, that's how two front two that's how strangers talk to each other. Like people, right. like people. And you put a little feeler out there. And, and what I say to clients too, is like, we want to eliminate all the excuses for why you're not taking more action, being more proactive and creating opportunities for yourself. So like say something that someone, if you want to talk to someone, just be friendly and say something that they can easily respond to with a grunt and move on you know like if you want to be like hey i love your shoes they can be like thanks and just move on or or if you're like oh, can't be whatever you're asking i'll always open with something that they like it's not going to be that bad if they're just like huh you know yeah then it's like awkward for a second and you move on and they like, look you have no back idea. at their phone but and now as you uh, both move on with their lives or yeah. she says thanks or i just like, got them exactly right, you know she's like thanks for noticing yeah. and, and and really what you're doing is you're putting out a, a little signal and you're you're letting them know hey i'm available to connect and like they're either going to be available to connect or they're not and like it's you have no idea why they're not it might have zero to do with you it might have like but why would you assume that it is a hundred percent to do with you it's actually highly irrational when yeah. we break it down like that um, yeah, it's really because you're setting, you're you're telling the world you're going to be friendly. I always thought this was a great idea if you're if for people that are nervous because like I've got I've you know buddies who you know do stand up they'll bomb yeah. and I'll go look just yeah. be happy that like if if you if you knew that 500 bombs mm-hmm. is what you needed to do to, to become a professional comedian you'd be like yeah. fuck good got that mm-hmm. out of the way yeah. let's go bomb again yeah but with 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 dating or even approaching you need to just know that you like the world's on your own terms mm-hmm. and you you can just be friendly to people yeah but also now you as, haven't lost anything as the feminist right. voice that I that I become (laughs) i've just lost everybody i uh it's you know what what about though when a barista is being nice to you Mm -hmm. the waitress is being nice to you if if it's employment mm, yes yeah so you want to think about power dynamics when it's in a in someone's place of work right because they're literally 
paid to be friendly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not t- allowed right. to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> right. So, um, and, and I think these are really important conversations to have because obviously, you know, there's a lot coming up with like sexual harassment in the workplace in a, in a lot of different ways. And what, what this all is, is it's abuse of power dynamics, right? It's not that like, you're gonna be attracted to people in the workplace sometimes. Like that doesn't make you wrong. It's just how are you cognizant of the power dynamics and not abusing them and how are you navigating them and like taking into account what they're what you know, what's going on for them, et cetera. So I would say with a waitress or barista, um, the move would be to wait till after you've paid the check, leave your number, let her like allow that space for her to reciprocate, for her to get in touch with you if she feels comfortable with it. Um and honestly, depending, but like you have to be willing to not go to her place of work anymore. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good you know? point. That's because a good... <laughs> she, you can't just keep showing up and she doesn't want anything to do. Like, that, yeah, that's that final, is not okay. That's the final right? maneuver. But, like, you got to be willing to not go there. You do it after the business transaction. You make it clear that, like, hey balls in your court you know yeah and your tips not dependent on how no. I, and also yeah. that's probably a very low low chance of of anything coming out of it but it is the only option i know you right. mean because it's like, otherwise it's you're you're abusing a power dynamic it's like she can't you know she yeah. can't, but I can't feel fully comfortable i tell you i worked as a waitress in new york yeah and I can't tell you the the amount of awkward when someone's like, let me get your number right. versus like someone leaves me their number That's, on a receipt. Yep. Mm-hmm. It feels so, so much different better. inside. Yeah. Yes, because they're giving you the option. They're not putting you on the spot. And I honestly, I say this to my guys too. My, my guys, <laughs> <laughs> my, I love my clients. Um, but something I say to my guys too is like, I'm actually a huge fan of giving people your number especially as a dude, especially if you, you want to be really conscious to not cross a line because it's so much more casual, right? You can just like give it to them, right? You just be like, who get in touch, you know? Yeah. It's so, it's like breezier. It's more casual. It allows that space for her to reciprocate. It mitigates for that, like, uh, getting out your phone you're, and then like she clearly doesn't really want to but she feels uncomfortable saying no switching a digit right exactly yeah, but what if, so I like to think if for mm-hmm. my as I uh, wax poetic on my single days that yeah. I was a better texter than I was in my ice breaking game mm-hmm. so a lot of times I would I would think that if you're if, a, if you give uh, a lady your number and she's on the fence she might mm-hmm. just not do anything with it right. but if I send her that you know morning after text that you know some mm-hmm. pop culture reference some Uh weather joke she might i I think i'm better at that side of the game so Mm -hmm. it's 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 tough as a guy because you have to give her the option exactly because maybe she doesn't want your text right but what if it's as easy (laughs) as what if she's gonna respond because because look we 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 may someday have children we may have a family that's that's a high probability of happening yet if i didn't text you you would have never texted me i know it's a little different because we already knew each other but i'm in charge of our family becoming like a histor- like in the history line because I sent you that stupid text message you took two days to respond to. <laughs> so I got a little pat on the back for that. But I understand that also, you know, it, she's got to be into it and want, want to as well. And in yeah. today's world, I mean, it's sending someone a text message is so easy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, do you even do, do you, what do you, what are you, what are your thoughts on social media? Like mm-hmm. s- 
sharing Insta because if if you share Insta if you meet someone off the street and you share your Instagram and your Instagram's a pretty tight not in a manipulative way but pretty tight clean version of who you are you're mm-hmm. holding a dog you're you know walking right. some lady across the street you know you look good <laughs> on it that yeah. would be better than just a number do you ever uh, tell mm-hmm. the guys to do that oh yeah yeah I think honestly Instagram is an incredible dating resource people meet on instagram all the time yeah Yeah. slide in those dms Mm -hmm. sliding into the dms yeah and and it's a little bit more comprehensive than um dating apps and i think what people like about it too is it's a little um less obvious i think what i what i hear in conversations that i have with people is part of what is uncomfortable about the online dating culture is it's it's so overt it's so overt. Yeah, right? there's an expectation mm-hmm. there. Right, there's an expectation. And like, that's great to a certain extent in that like, presumably you're there with similar intentions, presumably, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it, then it's like, well, are they looking for a hookup? Are they looking for, like, they, presumably. Yeah. Um, but That would be my impression. Right. And I know nothing about it, mm-hmm. but that would be my impression just from mm-hmm. my single friends is that yeah. it's mostly a hookup app mm-hmm. and your chances of finding someone who's actually looking for a relationship on that app are slim to But sometimes you're also shooting, happen. sometimes yeah. you're just shooting darts and you're like, and just looking or texting is enough and you don't want, because a lot of times, you you know, there's it's, apps can be very flaky because mm-hmm. you're kind of just playing this like boyfriend, well, girlfriend mm-hmm. game with a stranger and then you forget about yeah, them. Yeah, I would say, and, and people totally meet, like I just went to a Tinder wedding recently, like people wow. totally connect. It's it's a completely viable way. It's just one avenue to connect with people. It's just, it's, it's like 500 failures for right. one yes But what I thing. would say is that it's so... Um, it's such a shopper mentality where you don't have that element of risk, which is actually really important to invest. Like y- you invest in what you risk for, right? Like you feel emotionally invested in something. If you've like, you meet a girl at a coffee shop and you're, you don't know if she, you don't even know if she has a boyfriend. You don't know if she's what you don't know. Right. And to like, go give her your number. Like that's a little bit, that's a bold move. That's mm-hmm. a little bit of a risk, right? Where like, you're going to value that connection so much more because you, you put yourself out on the line. You already invested yeah. courage in it, right? Versus like literally doing nothing, like swiping on the toilet. And then you're like, okay, <laughs> cool. Let's go to the bar down the street. Like you just don't value that connection as much. And like, it, I think what happens then we get certain behaviors where like people aren't valuing each other as much. It's so overt. They feel awkward. They That like you get ghosting you and you, you know, there's no, so there's very little social accountability if it's someone outside of your network. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is what, um, or catfishing or all, all of these like bullshit behaviors, right? Yeah. Um, Did you, in? Uh, I'm sorry. I w- I'm going to interject. That's an yeah. economic principle too. Yeah. If you, what's the name? Uh, predict- predictably Irrational, I think is a book that we have on the shelf over there that cool. says that if you pay for something, you yeah. value it more. We value what we invest in. Mm-hmm. investment. Right. So, and we value what we feel we've earned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. So if so two everyone people go, go pay to Cora, a, raise your rates by double. <laughs> you really want love. You got to double no, it up. No, but honestly, that's part of what's valuable about the process that I take clients through is that they make a monetary investment. So mm-hmm. what I say to them, I'm like, I want you to think about this moment. Like there's a wall and you're by choosing to work with me, you, you have your backpack that has your like your wallet, your keys, your phone, you're flinging it over the wall. And like, because n- you've invested, you've put skin in the game. Now you don't have a, you're not going to, do you're not going to throw your backpack over the wall and like not go get your phone right yeah um so yeah i mean it's same principle exactly like we then they show up 
they do the work. Yeah. They get a lot out of the process. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's like, is it chicken or egg? The example that they give in the book is like two guys go to a party. Same guy goes to a party. Mm -hmm. Guy has to pay $5 to get in the party. That person reports having more fun than the person who went to the free party. Yeah. Even though it's the same party. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take this time to promote the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the sap. <laughs> T-H-E-S-A-P. You can go there if you want to be a member. Our newest member, Rainer, has uh, chosen the top tier. So big shout out to Rainer. <laughs> I, uh, we don't know anything about Rainer yet. He hasn't given me his info, but top tier gets soap. We have handmade soap for Rainer. So <laughs> big shout out to our new member of the Patreon. You like that? Just I just yeah, slide just it so right wow, in. So casual. Do you value us or not? <laughs> Sign up. No, but um, do you... So when these, when, when these men come to you, mm-hmm. do you see them at wit's end or is there optimism Um, still combination so so people come to me for a variety kind of like a handful of common reasons one might be um common so common denominator is typically that they have been um they're lifelong learners um so they're open to learning something new right um they value self-growth um or like personal development in some way because they you know they wouldn't be seeking out a resource if they didn't um, very often they've been really professionally successful. So like they, you know, they've mastered a certain sphere and they've neglected or not invested as much attention in their personal life. And they're reaching a point when they're like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now what? Sticking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's tends to be the common denominator. That's not true. Always, always across the board. Um, time is but, an interesting thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How it, it just, um, it throws a little fuel on the fire. It sneaks up we're, on you. We're, we're, ain't, we're ain't getting younger. And there's just something in like our gene code that's ticking. And it's saying, all right. And it doesn't mean you need to go have a family right away or whatever. But there is something that I think for me professionally yeah. in my 30s, turning 35 uh, soon, um, in my 30s, I'm like, whoa, I don't have as much time to get everything I wanted to get done and at the mm. level I wanted to as my 20s. Yeah. So it doesn't mean I'm like sort of sacrificing anything, but I'm just kind of, I think my, my scope and vision is getting tighter towards yeah, success. Yeah, you get more selective yeah. about uh-huh. what you're spending your energy on. Energy, exactly, yeah. time. Because you don't have, and you can't do all of it. Right, we and start so, to realize we're going to yeah. die someday. And it makes <laughs> no. sense that guys who have committed yeah. so much time and energy to effort mm-hmm. and effort to their careers and yeah. are now at the top of their game are like, yeah. oh, shoot, right. I wasn't investing in my personal right. life. Especially because they're they're often high performers. So they, they have, you know, uh, high standards for themselves and for their lives and and they've like you know really allotted a lot of attention in one area and like maybe expected the other area to come naturally Naturally. but like if you're not giving attention to your if you're not prioritizing your personal life you're not really gonna have a personal life yeah it's same thing like you need to put energy towards that or like same way with you know you develop a professional skill set you start to understand the social dynamics of the professional world because you get out there and you do stupid shit and you learn right like if you're actually just not dating at all if you're not out there at all like of course you don't know of course you don't have an understanding of that and then you you fear it and you feel like oh or this you know this is something i see a lot they'll fear it be afraid of it and be like oh i should know i'm you know reached this point i'm you know f- so competent in this area like why am i not competent in this other area it's like yo you haven't invested the energy you haven't given it the attention do you right. think do you think also that uh, it, generally speaking women mm-hmm. and men just value different things in each other and is is, is it hard for 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 your guys to mm-hmm. to wonder um why 
certain things aren't as important to women versus other and and also like yeah. position of uh, power and i don't mm-hmm. mean power in sort of like a weinstein way but mm-hmm. power in a like you're the best version of yourself you're passionate mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. engaging like yeah are 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 is it uh, is there something that's like with men that we're not picking up on mm-hmm. how easy it would be to sort of like you know what? Our creativity or- i think all of it would be a lot easier like i actually don't think there are that many differences between men and women like i think when we're talking about like what we value like different people have different value systems different people value different things like what you want is like like what are a few values you you connect on with each other tasha (laughs) (laughs) i don't know well i would say we value each other's like sense of humor and um yeah it seems like you have fun like you value fun we'll laugh after like stupid things that are upsetting us and like for me it's learning to like let 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 Hasha feel her feelings but also bring humor in, yeah. in, in in like cutting that tension yeah when there's something weird and right i i always grew up with my mom who was raised catholic but very spiritual yeah so like as you know as as catholic as you know people can be like right you know shame there's shame and some other weird things there right. obviously but she she also was very spiritual that was like she was telling me to envision getting a baseball hit before the game and i'm like mom no i'm gonna you know what i mean she was like all the very new agey for growing up in in rhode island and um i think our relationship benefits from the belief we have to have in each other because on paper it might not always look great because a lot of the equity we've put into our lives together doesn't pay off in a linear way Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's something where we bring tasha brings a little bit more of a budget-friendly invest you know practical side of things and Mm -hmm. i bring in a, a I would say some self-actualizing where I'm like, mm-hmm. I think that $800 is better spent on the new camera. That's going to show you off. That's the world's going to see. Mm-hmm. So it's like, would you agree that we're kind of diff- we, yeah, different? Yeah, we, we bring different yeah. things to the table, but I do think that we balance each other out. Sounds like you have complementary skill sets. Ooh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. I never yeah. thought of that. I just call a good team. <laughs> I've always called this abrasive, but it turns out we just have complementary skill sets. That's so good to know. You know, we talk to people um, r- ranging from just comedians because comedians are very open about their sex lives or dating or relationships yeah. even if it's unhealthy mm-hmm. they'll quickly come to the red flags and be like oh yeah i guess i am mm-hmm. nuts right now in my mm-hmm. life and then we'll interview authors and, uh, and other self-help people but like where like where do you think you stand like what di- what what separates you from other people that are working in the dating relationship world yeah i mean You know, it's really just that I've I've very consciously built my business um, entirely as myself. So it's it, it does someone vibe with me? Do they are they picking up what I'm putting down? Do they like what I have to say? Like, do they share a value system in some capacity? Right? Like, I don't necessarily have to with a client because I can understand what's important for them and help them with like align their actions and decisions with that. I don't necessarily need to agree, but like. It's really just, do you vibe with me or do you not, right? Because yeah. there, there are plenty of relationship coaches. There, um, but like, there's no one else like me because I have really chosen um, sometimes at, uh, against the um, uh, advice of different business professionals, right? Uh, I've really chosen to just show up entirely as myself, um, especially because what I'm doing, what I'm helping people with is like showing up very authentically in dating. Right. So, so is it like, is, is it like a reminder to you to, to to sort of act in that 
in that way that you yeah teach yeah i have to? to be in full integrity with everything that i help people with otherwise i like <laughs> you know i couldn't do it yeah, now so that work yeah exactly i know we're shining the light back onto you personally yeah, a little bit okay. more right now but with we're all business like kind mm-hmm. of business owners ourselves yeah. we I, I i i wish i just got a w4 in the mail once a year like the fucking <laughs> random right? stuff we yeah. do it's crazy mm-hmm. so like how has it been as a like as a as a business owner kind yeah. of like leaping out from working underneath somebody else because a lot of yeah. a lot of what we talk about is the inspirational side of life which yeah. is like don't rent out your time be be have ownership and you'll be yeah. happier when you're like building that equity within yeah. yourself like yeah how, i love that, that you have used that term with both your relationship and this capacity i also love that you asked this because i get so stoked about talking yeah because you understand it's a deeply personal and it's a really kind of unique experience to run your own shit in a creative way like be essentially be a creative entrepreneur right yeah um yeah, you know, I don't I don't have a business background. Like I said, I was a creative writing major, um, which helps with, you know, communication skills and writing. And like a lot of what I've built my business on is that I'm I write. I'm a writer, too. Um, so I write about dating. I write about relationships. Um, but I oh, my God, it's been such a wild ride. <laughs> like, you know how it is. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's so demanding. Right. It's so um in the similar way, and this is another way that I see such a similar uh, similarities between dating relationships and entrepreneurship is like, it's an incredibly confronting process, right? Because you have to learn to like leverage your own motivation. You're your own boss. You have to learn to like dangle a little carrot for yourself and like notice <laughs> what works or like if you're procrastinating, like, is it more helpful to be like shame yourself and be an asshole to yourself about it or to be like, why am I procrastinating about this? Like what's underneath that? So something, feel free to steal this if this is helpful for you, but something that really has helped me is I actually have developed a framework with myself where like there are like two avatars, the the manager and the talent. And I get really clear with myself of like when I'm being the talent and when I'm being the manager and like when the talent starts to rebel, like if I'm procrastinating, it's often because the manager has booked a gig the talent doesn't even want to do. Wow, right. Yeah. So Ooh. you feel that dissonance within your, or that those kind of pieces within yourself when you're running your own shit. It's like, you have to have the energy to create and you have to be doing the business side. So like actually kind of naming the separation has been really, really helpful for me. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I like that's that. so interesting. I'll say yeah. this. Cause I mean, we've been intertwined for years. Tasha doesn't have the manager. You don't. I, no, he, I, he, he, I was about to say that I am an amazing manager for everybody else. Yeah, I'm a terrible manager for myself. Yeah, like well, you're I, not good. You're you're great at a lot of things. I love dictating. Yeah. I love being. Oh the manager. my god, yeah. babe, go do it. They did clear. I actually I wrote a list for you in my calendar today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Glad yeah. I didn't see it. Uh, but but then but then but then the hard part is the unknown, right? Right. So like my buddy Channing and I were creating the show Hollywood Posers. Yeah. We made six episodes. It's on YouTube. It's yeah. got a lot of views, but it obviously hasn't made us a penny. But like, yeah. what if I and I tell them this? What if each episode each episode is worth fifty thousand dollars? Right. Like, we don't know what these are worth in you the don't end. Know. Right. So like, having the energy to do something when you know, like Tasha, you it's know, it's hard when you don't see the payoff immediately. Exactly. That's why, like, with mm-hmm. debt management, they talk about the snowball. Where mm-hmm. it's like because you want to get the reward right away. You mm-hmm. start off with your smallest debt so that you can yeah. feel the excitement of paying it off, yeah. and that encourages you to move on to the bigger debt. Yeah. But you know like you know that a casting could lead to work and you know that when you get booked on work obviously you got to show up but like last night 
you didn't want to go through photos. I get it. You were tired. But it's like, and again, I'm not putting anything on you because I'm the same way when it comes to like, I'd rather edit my bachelor recap videos than do something that might be way bigger leverage in the long run just because it's like, I know what the bachelor recap videos are. I know how to do that. And sometimes we we were reading about how when you don't know the finish line of something, that's when the ADHD kicks Mm -hmm. in because you're like, I don't know how it goes. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you have a little framework and you put one screw into one, like Ikea, as as much as we shit on putting an Ikea dress together, they make it kind of bulletproof with the framework but the creative world doesn't have framework Mm -mm. you don't know if the instagram video we're making is going to be good but you got to still put it out there you got it and there's the x factor mm -hmm. of it being so personal to you when it's your baby it's your entrepreneurship it's your job it's about you so it it feels very personal it is it's really personal yeah i would say with like what all of us do and like i have a service-based business but like effectively it's yo do you value my perspective enough yeah. to like does want to ma- get have does, a conversation does manager cora mm-hmm. uh override creative if, if like say say there was a photo and you're like i don't love how i look but mm-hmm. i need to go market it or whatever are you able to kind of like you know uh negotiate those two you know what that the manager uh, that the talent is definitely the boss um so that has actually really shifted my business it's like allowing that to be there whereas like before i i was like the manager was the boss i was like trying to fit myself into all these boxes or even like oh this you know this is what marketing says is a good thing to do and when like if i don't want to do something i'm not gonna fucking do it yeah. like i am gonna avoid it so like if the if the talent isn't on board it might be a conversation with the talent and the manager where the manager is like Yo, I think this is a really good idea. <laughs> Welcome to my head, by the way. No, I love so, it. It's, honestly, but, I cannot wait to mm-hmm. implement this. It's into really my helpful. Life. Like even in dating too, there's the talent and the manager. You have to be like, you know, I I'm just not really available for that relationship. The talent isn't available for that relationship right now, right? Like, oh boy, Tasha's going to be like, our- the talent's hungry. <laughs> no, it's so Feed important the talent. to remember. Yeah. I mean, I, I work in a talent and manager situation mm-hmm. every day, and yeah. sometimes you just have to put your foot down. Yep. And I actually had this conversation recently yeah. with um, one of my agents who I value so much. She is just so wonderful. But mm-hmm. I said to her, I need more money. Yeah. You know, for this kind of work that I'm doing for yeah. all new clients that come on board, I yeah. want more money. Yeah. And I knew I put her in a tough position. No yeah. other agencies are raising their rates and everybody yeah. competes with each other. It's a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like, it's just, if I'm going to dread going to a job every day, then why do I want to have this job? Right. Like, I, I, totally, you know, give me more money and I'll be happy for a minute. Like, right. <laughs> and it seems that the artist, totally. artist Tasha yeah. has leverage because you are busy. Whereas like, if right. you weren't, you you know. The talent is in high demand. Yeah. Right? And that's <laughs> an but interesting. Even then, it's like, it's about... It, it's about how, like, it, no matter what, even if it wasn't a demand thing, mm-hmm. it's just not sustainable if you're unhappy. Exactly. Right? You can't, even if it, like, might work in the long term, you cannot keep it up if you don't like it. Same thing with the performance and the pickup artist. Like, you can't keep that shit up if it's not really you. Yeah. That's yeah. what also with stand up they say like oh, are you people like are you the same off stage as you are on stage it's like if you had to make up <laughs> yeah. yeah you could heighten it up a little bit throw a little coffee on you and kind of be a jazz it up a little bit but yeah. like the comics that I know that are putting on some like act it's like oh, yeah. you just like it feels like some weird Mrs. Doubtfire movie yeah you know but the the um the artist is in high demand I'm not gonna forget that I like that yeah. saying and, and the uh, boss yeah. yeah but it's also like so in in but to to, to relate it back to your clients I mean mm-hmm. like th- they how how do you how do you convince a guy that he is in high demand mm-hmm. when it's when it's a world where 
eight out of 10 or Mm -hmm. nine out of 10 people might reject you. Well, we dictate our own value, you know, like we're the ones who decide our value, right? You're the one who is like, yo, I need more money. I like, I'm more valuable than this, right? Same thing with dating. Like we dictate our own value and that we do that through how much we value ourselves and, and the kinds of, the kind of treatment we demand and the kinds of standards we demand and the boundaries we set, right? So it's really an inside job of like, and, and when we value ourselves more, other people value us more. You know, but right? that takes practice. It and it's amazing how, yeah. how we just, I don't know, go through our lives kind of quieting ourselves mm-hmm. and, and, and molding ourselves into what others expect us to be. Totally. And it takes some, some work to yeah. figure out who you are and what your values yeah. are and how to be your most authentic self. Totally. It's not easy. No. Our, our entire world is blending in and trying yeah. to be normal. The totally. hardest part is yeah. is knowing that I have an answer that Tasha is not going to like. Because that's <laughs> the hardest part for me because I might, my uh, true authentic self might want to go to that friend's birthday party tonight, but I might not even want to ask Tasha if she wants to go because I don't think you're going to want to go. So like, do I, do I, what, like, do I tell you I want to go? Like, well, how do I? Is there a birthday party tonight? Yeah, there's a birthday. It's, a s- <laughs> it's at the satellite, which is yeah. near the Thai food place. So I was thinking we could get Thai food and stop by and say hi. It's they're past podcast guests. Okay. So, just a yeah. thought. She's like, ah, boy. She was already she was already ready to mail it in because she wanted to switch to sweatpants so she could unbutton. Her and I was like, so these was, jeans don't stretch. Yeah. Well, because we're like we're 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 in our thirties, going on a thousand. Because like we're like, well, we could go do some laundry after this. And yeah. it's like, what kind of Friday night is this? I used to, I'd be crushing my sugar-free Red Bulls right now, listening to some Akon. You know, getting ready. To, you know, yes. I'm, I'm dating myself, but I'm you know I've been and getting ready to go. And yeah. then we step into a life, and if, and if our life's not that stagnant, we travel mm-hmm. a lot and, and mm-hmm. move around but it's like it's like we're it's like we're, we're our struggle yeah. is to keep from the mundane mm-hmm. keep from the well what's on netflix tonight because mm-hmm. we do that a lot we go oh well what are we watching you know next thing you know we're 15 hours into the new netflix thing yeah. when when we live in a dynamic city we got to go out on date night we have yeah. to be proactive and sometimes we just want to have right. an edible and call it a night to- i feel you on that <laughs> i feel you hard on that but you also have your independence right like you have your and in- your your separate humans and like yeah like i think what's really important to remember is like when you have a relationship with someone your relationship is a separate entity from the two of you as individuals it's something you have created together you've invested in together you're really building in together but like maybe you want to go to the party and you don't and maybe you could go alone yeah i could tash is okay yeah, with that. you She'd know like, right bye <laughs> It's, it's maybe true. she wants to stay in tonight. Yeah. You know? Maybe that, she wants some alone time. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe right? I just want to watch Russian shows on Netflix. Yeah. Maybe you don't know what you want half the time and it leaves me wondering. Maybe just no, tell me what you want. That's such valuable advice because people do have a tendency to lose themselves mm-hmm. in a relationship. Yeah. And thinking of it as And that's as when you start to resent person. the relationship. You're like, oh, it's us. It's us. But it's like you, me, and us. Right? Yeah. Like it's a separate entity that you're both like really invested in and you're like okay individually sometimes there's things that you need to do for the best of the relationship because you care about it right that but like ideally the relationship is something that supports you both as individuals uh, individually <laughs> right as individuals right yeah. Yeah. just like i think of this with my business and and per what we're talking about with like um it's not sustainable if you don't if you're not enjoying yourself but like my business like yes it's there it's this space i've created to support other people but it's also there to support myself because i love doing this kind of work and like it makes me really happy and um 
like it's an it's a creation it's something i've made that le- allows me to like share what i'm really good at with the world and then also live a really dope lifestyle and and like be beholden to no one right yeah um that's part of it right is our generation mm-hmm. just wants to be beholden to no one <laughs> We want to yeah. cut ties if something's not working. Right. We don't want the f- the company man vibe. It just right. does not sound alluring in any no. way whatsoever. Yeah. But there's no way to escape in this world figuring out how to get along with other people. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, we want to be able to just like walk away from whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's a skill set you have to learn. You, totally. You have to learn how to get along in your family when you're younger. You mm-hmm. have to learn how to get along with your roommates in college. You yeah. have to learn how to get along with... Uh, a significant other yeah. as you get older because right. otherwise you're just sad and alone. Right. You have to come up with creative solutions together. And I, I really like you brought up the, um, you brought up the word nonlinear a couple times and like equity, like in I don't the sound context that smart. Of, I don't know if that was what I said. <laughs> but in the context of your relationship of like, yeah, there, there are, there are payoffs that are nonlinear. There's like rewards that are nonlinear in relationships in entrepreneurship and dating. Right. Um, and that's where the intuition comes in because right. you have to you have value to that. Right. And ideally, you're creating a relationship together that supports both of you as individuals. And yes, there might be a time when someone's like holding it up a little bit more than the other person because they're going through something, of course. Yeah. Right. Um, that's and- where that's where I come in, where I think I'm constantly letting Tasha know, like, hey, this will pay off. This isn't 10, <laughs> 10 years of unpaid bar shows. You know, like they always, like Kevin Hart has that thing where he charges like $100,000 for a tweet. And they're like, well, you're paying you're paying for the 30 years he put in yeah. for that tweet. It's not how much time it takes somebody to do something. It's it's the expertise you've spent time exactly, building. Exactly. Yeah. So while it might yeah. take someone three minutes to bang out some Photoshop thing, they might have spent all of college learning how to do that. Right. And it's about, you know, just... I don't know. So like my constant reminder is like, look, I'm not in, I'm not in the career path where we get to just learn some, uh, you know, code and go make $400,000 our first year. It's just a dog fight. This is like, you know, <laughs> with the swimmers in the, in the Ironman, they're all elbowing each other, just trying to survive. Like that's, yeah. it's about getting past that and then getting to that point. And for me, it's about creating as much time as possible, not doing the things I don't want to do so yeah. I can, be, so we can be present and have so much more free time. Cause we'll, yeah. well, I'm guilty. I think we both are, but I'm really guilty of putting too much on my plate because I'm uh, multi-goal syndromes and all these things. And then I'm like, and then I'm just, she gets the last shittiest part of me, you know? (laughs) But it's, uh, this kind of ties back to what we were talking about earlier. Like if you had five plants on your windowsill and you Mm -hmm. were only watering one of them, what would the other four plants look like? You know? And so you have to figure out how to water your your job plant right. and your relationship plant yeah. and your family plant and yeah. your gym plant. You know, you have right. to figure out how to balance those. Now, right? what part, I love that. And I know we got to get out of here shortly. We're already at an hour. At what part are, uh, have you ever had to look at a, a client and say, it ain't, it ain't clicking? Oh yeah, all the time. All the time. Um, I, uh, I don't work with someone if I don't, if I don't feel a connection with them or like, honestly, if I don't like them sometimes, sometimes it's, I don't feel a connection. Sometimes it's, I think someone else could help them more, you know, like I'm just not the coach for them. I'm not the advisor for them. Um, and like I would be doing them a disservice by taking their money. If I know that like they're, I'm probably not the best we're not a good you're mutual fit. You're better than fit. I am. You're better than I am. I'm like, <laughs> get on like, board. You know, sometimes we're just yeah, not, a, it's not a mutual fit or, or, or it feels like I'm like, you know, they're not really open, right? They might think they are, but they're not actually res- like responsive. open and responsive. So I'm like, 
knock, knock, you know, like if that's the case, then they're not, they're not ready to do the kind of work that I do with people. Isn't that funny? Because no one thinks they're super closed off or everyone, you kind of just think that whatever image you have of yourself on the inside, people can see, but like, are you ever surprised? Any examples you ever surprised where like, wow, you're like, wow, that guy, she said yes to him. Wow. He's Mm -hmm. killing it. He's way like he's ran with the ball faster than I thought he would. Is that ever happened? Um, or is it, or, or are you mm. just picking up? On you their- know, I would say that like anyone I work with, it's be- I, I really like see the best in them. And, and I, what I do is I hold a mirror up to that for them. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> you're doing great. You're like, you have, it's sometimes it's just a matter of helping them see that for themselves. Right. So I would say that I'm, if it goes great and when it goes great, um, you know, sometimes I'm like, hell yeah, you're really picking up the ball and running with it. Absolutely. Um, but I, I already see that potential in them. You know, it's a, it's a really good uh, way you put it that you see the best in them because yeah. I think uh, whenever I would talk to either our listeners or, or guy friends, I would always say like, look, in most cases, if you're, and this is good to know because this is our Valentine's Day episode for all the gentlemen out there <laughs> still looking for love. Um, it, it's it's like you, if you are being rejected, a lot of times you're they're rejecting what the thing is that you're putting out, mm-hmm. and it's not that you're not it's not you're not usually being rejected at your core. Mm-hmm. It's either you didn't vibrate or like sometimes as a guy you got too nervous or flighty, mm-hmm. you talked too fast. Mm-hmm. All the things that I do on this podcast would be reasons how you're rejecting real. <laughs> just being nervous and to be like just to meet someone and be like I host a show. You know, right. just what like, but yeah. guys will try to, you know, it all get all, it's it's faster yeah, in the moment. I say to my clients a lot. I'm like, it's it's exactly that. It's not really a rejection of you. It's a rejection of, or it's a it's a pass, right? I think the word a, a rejection is kind of abrasive, right? Like well, a pass. I it's like a that. pass on <laughs> um, their perception of the three percent of yourself that you have demonstrated right? Yeah. They don't, they don't know what you have to offer. They don't know anything about you. They, right. Like, and yeah, it still might not be a match. It still might be a pass, but like, it's also, it's about it's similar to what I was saying with, with clients. And when I choose to work with someone or when I don't, uh, or when I choose to pass, right. Or is it's because it's not a mutual fit, right? It's not a mutual fit. It's just not a match, right? And and yeah, sometimes people suck, right? Like <laughs> there are some shitty people out there. I think we can all agree on that, right? Um, but oftentimes it's just like we want different things. We're we value different things. We're into different things. We we do different things with our time. It's just not a match, right? So like that feels so much less abrasive than like you suck. I'm rejecting yeah. you. It's yeah. just like you know what? I'm I'm gonna pass because I'm not really feeling this. Yeah. You know, and and, and I want to give you know do you the justice of uh, working with someone or being with someone, whether it's in the context of business or dating who actually wants to be with you or actually wants to work with you. And it's it's nice too, when, when someone's honest and they pass on you because it's like no game playing and yeah. and, you, and then you keeps you open to receive the next thing but yeah. also yeah, the world is dynamic things yeah. are constantly moving and shifting and yeah. even a past today might not necessarily be a past in two years totally. you know like yeah. when you get to know I don't know totally sometimes in the beginning you're just like I'm not sure about or this you're not ready you or, or you have different things going on in your mm-hmm. life and your needs are different and you're actually valuing different like this. with y'all right or <laughs> or I mean you'd be surprised to oftentimes I'll work with clients and they at like so often they end up reconnecting with someone 
from their past or like an ex or someone they knew before it's or like someone that went on. Yeah. <laughs> we, we watched this show. Yeah. It's, you know, I had a comic, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a comic I was on a show with and he, uh, he got dumped three months ago, mm-hmm. lost, you know, lost that good 20 pound three yeah. month weight. And it's like, and, and he's looking good again. And he, and he, you know, it was, it was almost like that short term depression is like the universe's way to like get your cheekbones back, you know? <laughs> Cause it's like, he's immediately feeling horrible, not eating this and that. And the next thing you know, he's working out for him and it's like yeah. back to, and then and then he's getting the back mindset and it is yeah. like a system restore sometimes yeah. to go through some heartbreak yeah and not just yeah, it's a hard reset mm-hmm. <laughs> turn it's all a hard the, turn reset. the power off and totally. turn it back well on. he caught his roommate blow again uh, a blowjob from his la- uh, lady so oh. we'll have to interview him that's all no. so yeah hard reset but now he's in another relationship and yeah. he's young too so i guess everyone's blowing him when they're at that age i don't know but he yeah he's uh <laughs> He's like, I was like making fun of him because he like, his hair looked more quaffed and he was yeah. skinnier. And I was like, oh yeah, you're back. You're like, like, you know, you got your mojo back. Yeah, you got <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, you got it back. And you have to get it back, mm-hmm. I think, before like anyone's going to value right. what you have. And also, ideally, you never lose it to begin with when you when you see your relationship as a separate entity as you and you're still your own individual and you have your own interests and you have your own shit right like you yeah. have your own connection to what gives you mojo right like whatever makes you feel good you keep doing that shit while you're in a relationship yeah, yeah. you don't let that go no. just because you're not actively seeking a partner anymore. right you're diversifying yeah. your mojo which yeah. is always good. don't put all your mojo in mojo. one basket <laughs> well, no, it's true. we, we yeah. got to get out of here so people can find you i wrote down your instagrams yeah. at the cora Boyd, mm-hmm. C-O-R-A-B-O-Y-D. Yes. And um, uh, how else can people find you if they want to um, reach out for your services? Website or? is uh, coraboydcoaching.com. Um, Instagram at the Cora Boyd. Uh, I think I've tweeted once. Uh, so, you know, you could throw me a bone and follow me on Twitter. <laughs> That's our account too. We're like, yeah, we have I'm pretty account. sure it was also that like automated, hello, Twitter. <laughs> so uh, Goodbye, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you, and the last thing I didn't ask you, are you, yeah. do you take clients like um, mm-hmm. uh, long distance? Or you, mm-hmm. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. So, so um, you don't have to be Seattle based. No, no, no. Yeah, so I work with clients remotely. I do have um, like, a couple in-person offerings, not very many. Um, they're usually full day, like a full day. We work together and like workshop a bunch of shit. Um, but I work with clients on video and phone. So we should get her anywhere. To, we should get her to work with t- clients that are both listeners of the podcast. We could keep it in family here. We could oh. get everything going. <laughs> a setup. Yeah. So, <laughs> but thanks again so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. When you do, I know you're moving to, you said, or I don't know if you were going to mention this, but you're moving yeah. to LA in the future. Yeah. Uh, come on back when you're back in town. And awesome. we appreciate all of your insight and wisdom and happy Valentine's Thank Day. Thank you. Happy Valentine's happy Day. Valentine's this was so Day. much fun. Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> And there you have it, our chat with Cora Boyd. Did you love it? Go follow her at the Cora Boyd on Instagram. Tell her you heard it here on the SAP. And uh, we got to have her back next time she's in town. We really loved our chat with Cora. And again, a happy Valentine's Day to all of you. If you don't have a Valentine, what are you waiting for? Get out there on the 14th, bring a rose, and see what happens. You might meet him there. Who knows? Keep your eyes open. If you don't want a Valentine, good. Wait till the 15th. The uh, chocolate will be on sale. If you're a sugar addict like me, go to CVS on February 15th, buy the heart-shaped chocolate melt it down and you'll be good for st patty's day you know what i mean um if you uh haven't already check out the patreon patreon.com slash the sap patreon.com slash t-h-e 
ASAP. Go on there. You can see all of our extra episodes. Uh, This past episode, Tasha and I uh, did a nice two-on-one episode where we interviewed each other about our fears. We got a little more personal, talked about some things we don't normally talk about when we do these group episodes, and we talked about our fears. And actually, I think we came to some terms uh, with why we have some of them and how we're getting over them. And that's what life's all about, right? Overcoming fears, overcoming obstacles, being the best version of ourselves. And I hope you guys are the best version of yourselves. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody! Have a good one. Call your moms. Tell them you love them. We'll see you next time. Bye.